0: Hey guys, I'm Matt Calderoni. we got Thomas Kiriakou on the line as well. Welcome back to the MBF and TK Performance Talk. Thomas, how's it going? It's been, uh, it's been a couple weeks that we've been on one of these for sure.
1: It's going great. You know, the summer flew by and I'm hoping all my guys are ready and they're going to produce and have great seasons ahead of us now. And I'm looking forward to catching up with them throughout
0: the year. Yeah, definitely. No, well... Uh what we wanted to bring you guys this week. Um, and, and we're going to be planning to have some more guests on the show coming in the next couple weeks as well. Um, but we really wanted to do a year well, summer end review, we were saying, uh, we, we feel it's really important to kind of give you guys what we're seeing because Thomas has had a lot of athletes, obviously from the physical side that he's been uh, working with. I've had a lot of athletes working with on the mental side as well. And it's nice because both of us see a different variety of players. Um, and see the different types of, I guess, preparation that they're doing going into the season be it, you know, nutrition, physical, mental, whatever it comes down to. So going off of that, Thomas, what are you seeing? What are you seeing in your groups? How do you uh, how do you feel about the summer in general? Let's put it this way. How do you feel about the summer in general? Just as someone who trains these guys physically, what are you noticing? What are you seeing? How are you feeling about it? Uh, first things first, I have to say that it goes by quick. The
1: summer really does fly by. And before you know it, the season starts next week and guys already started their, their training camps. I mean, this week. So all in all, it goes by quick. And from what I've seen is I know which guys are putting in the time, the effort and the hustle. Right. And that's important. I know guys that are putting that in. I know who the guys are who are not. Yep. And everyone says, yeah, you know what, um, I'll go I'll go hard next week or the, we'll start the week after. And before you know it, it's August 31st, and here we are, end of August, and camp's around the corner right now. Yep. Camp's beginning, sorry. Right? So each year, I feel like everyone, the summer is going by quick, and guys have to understand that um, that, you know, they cannot be slacking at all and it's tough, right? It's tough for these kids to, I get it. There's a balance. They want to go out. They want to enjoy themselves. But at the same time, it's their livelihood, right? If you're not going to, if you're not going to, if you're not going to produce, there's no point of even playing. Like you have to play well. You
0: have to keep afloat with everybody else. Yeah. Because a big thing too is like, I don't I don't think enough people put – enough athletes, I should say, put emphasis on the idea that you really only do have one chance to make a great first impression. Like I say to the guys I work with a lot, but I understand you can't control the opinion of others. You really can't, but you can control the way that you're putting in for that, you know, because yeah. – like any given coach doesn't matter if you're coaching house league, doesn't matter if you're coaching, you know, Select, rep, AE, whatever, triple A, double A. Any coach can see, any human being can see when your effort level isn't there. Or what you've been doing isn't there. Like even coming into it, you you probably see this too, Thomas, with the youth teams you coach. You just know by the patterns that a player possesses on the ice. And I mean not like skating ability and all that. I just mean by straight work rate, straight work ethic that if they're digging in and they're going hard and whatnot, you can tell if they've been working for the summer. Absolutely. You can tell, right, you away. Can, you can tell right, right away if a guy has gained a step or lost a step. Oh, yeah. And you can see who's not only, quote, trying hard. Because I, I, I personally can't stand when people say, you know, we're, we're trying hard this year. We're really trying hard. No. Yeah. I don't mean trying hard. I mean they are literally giving everything that they have left in the tank. Even if it's 20% left in the tank, they're still giving 100% of it. Yeah. And they're doing more. They're doing things. I mean, one thing I want to get on with you right now, actually, I, I was thinking about this now is investment in, I guess, yourself. Okay. What I noticed this summer from working with a lot of athletes, and this isn't just for the mental game. It's not just for the physical game. I'm talking about athletes in general. Some of them have really lost the idea that they're investing in themselves. Okay. A lot of them see trainers of any sort as almost an expense versus an, as as an investment. And that bugs me. That really bugs me because here's the thing I get mom and dad. (laughs) I get that mom and dad cover a lot of this. And for all parents out there listening, I get you guys do that. However, as a young athlete, I mean, realistically, Thomas, they're in the gym for what an hour, an hour and a half at the most. Yes. Okay. A young athlete can go get a side job if they have to in the summer. Just Absolutely. Help. that's another, that's another yeah. big topic. That's another big yeah.
1: topic. I'm glad you brought that up. Just We'll, to get, help we'll, we'll get to that after. Payments.
0: Yeah. I don't mean that they need to go out there and work. And Hey, I was a spoiled athlete myself. I'll, I'll fully admit it. I was a spoiled athlete that I let mom and dad pay for whatever they had to. And I think my last year, when I was 19 years old, I finally started paying for, well, half of it for my trainer for the month. And looking back at it now, it's like, man, what the heck was I doing back then? You know, that was an investment in me. And I get my parents and every parent wants to give their son or daughter the best opportunity to play. But athletes also have to understand, I think, a big part of it is that they're investing in themselves because bringing it back to working hard over the summer and whatnot, when it's your investment, you value that a lot more than someone else's. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I'm, you know what? Having kids myself
1: now... Yep. If they're putting in the work, they're making the effort, they want to they want to encourage me to drive them to the gym or do whatever whatever it is that they want to do. If I see that the effort is there and that their I guess actions are louder than their words, I will help out as much as possible. Yeah. But if you they're want- going to be slacking off, Go halves with me.
0: I'll go halves with them. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's what it is too. Like I I get it. I I fully get it, but I don't think some of these athletes understand the real, I guess, investment in themselves and their craft and their sport as much as they should. I don't think some of them weigh heavily enough on summer and how important summer is.
1: It's huge. It's so crucial now in the game of, you know, not just hockey alone, but each sport, guys are getting faster, stronger, more powerful. And I've said this all summer long to my guys, and I say it quite often. If you can't keep up, you will fall behind. Yep.
0: Immediately. Right? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's not something that's just kind of here, there, or wherever. It's, It's immediate. And the thing is, too, you know... I'm not a believer in just ripping people for this. I believe in giving them something. Guys, if you are that athlete coming into it, because we did a talk at the beginning, or sorry, the ending, mid to ending of July about preparation and off-season. And we told you guys, you literally have one month left. That's it. One month to get yourself in the best shape possible. Mentally, physically, emotionally, socially, whatever. There shouldn't have to be a warning call, but if you are that player, that got yourself in the situation. I'm not going to tell you good luck. I'm going to say, you got to do these three things. First and foremost, if you guys haven't already, you should really be understanding where you can get ahead then mentally and not physically. And if you are someone that, <laughs> but not physically, you've really got to put in that work that first week of training camp, second week, third week, because now you're steps three, four and five behind players. Okay. So that's the first thing I say, first of all, recognize your strengths and weaknesses going into training camp. Yeah. Secondly, if you are this player that's behind, don't dwell. Deal with the situation at hand. Figure it out. You know, it all comes back to your physical toughness. It all comes back to your mental toughness. Yes. But ultimately, this is on you to just figure it out. Okay. That's number two. And finally, number three, guys, when you're finally in that position where you really see, like, damn, I've, I, I've, <laughs> I've really slacked off this summer. Please go find yourself the trainer that you need. <laughs> it's yeah, and, and, and don't sit there saying, Oh, there's always next year. Exactly. Exactly. There's really a fix. And I know this sounds very basic. We're not giving you guys any kind of crazy, highly, you know, scientific information here. This is, this is athletic experience versus coach experience. Now this is do what you can with what you have. That's all it comes down to at this point, Thomas, you're a coach. Okay. Triple A team, high performing player comes in that you had high expectations for. Okay. And this is just a scenario. You see, you, you expect him. Well, before summer, you expected him to be a top guy, all that kind of stuff. When he comes into camp and you see, he's just completely pissed the summer away. Yeah. What do you do?
1: I have a face-to-face meeting with him and see yeah. what happened and what he did all summer long. Yeah, Were and you coaches, out?
0: Sorry, coaches, this one's for you. Go ahead, Thomas.
1: Yeah. You need to sit down with your athlete and discuss what went on this past summer. You have to understand why it happened, how it happened, and how do you get him back on track? Because I'll be, I'll be honest, I have there's a few kids on my team. I do have high hopes for them, and I can't wait to see them on the ice. Now, if they're not up to that caliber, Mm -hmm. I'll be very disappointed. And yet, you know, other kids are going to step up, fill that role, and I have to bring him down, let's say, from a first line, for example, to maybe third line. Like, I know who is going to be the best on the first day of camp. I know whose legs are going. I know whose lungs have the most air and they can take the most. I had a kid train with me three days a week, the entire summer, the wow. entire summer. He had, uh, and he's only, I think 13 years old. His dad texts me and says, Hey, we just had opening day of training camp. The coach wanted to see who was in shape. So they bag skated for most of the practice. And his son was in the top three, the, of all the sprints or whatever it was mm-hmm. of conditioning." And the coach was uh, so impressed and asked him where he trained. This and not what he did. And that feels great to hear that yeah. because he put in the work, he's
0: not tired. And that's the thing. It's not high science, guys. Everyone tries to make this thing high science. It's not. Put in the work. That's all. Really that is it. You can't be lazy. There's no shortcuts. There's nothing. There's absolutely nothing. Yep. And coach is what I got for you coming into this. It, it's, I like the idea of sitting down. I was going to suggest the same type of thing, but a big thing I'm noticing coaches need to take the time to understand their player, but more importantly, put an action plan together for every single one of them. If you're a coach at that level, at that AAA A level, you should be doing that and nothing less. You've been hired. Literally you've been hired as one of the most, well, uh, at the most prestigious level of youth hockey, AAA, best level, best, some of the best players come out of the GTA and Durham region, whatever, but it's at that level. If you are a coach at that level, I'm going to tell everyone now, you should be understanding what your players are doing. You should be understanding where their head's at, and you should be understanding where they want to go and help them get there. That's your job. That's your job. I I can give a great example of this. We were working with a team, uh, a girls' soccer team. I know it's a bit off for the sport, but nonetheless, principle is the same. Girls' soccer team this summer, where it was a scholarship year for this team. Okay, And highest level of soccer, OISL, about five of the 17 girls on the team really wanted a scholarship. About, well, sorry, the rest of them, they kind of were just playing to play. They just wanted to compete at a high level. And both are fine. However, what ended up happening was Coach was very, very frustrated because those five players that wanted that scholarship weren't getting the best showing from their teammates. And that's tough.
1: But if it's been
0: prevented, absolutely. Get to know your
1: players. You have to. There's no questions asked. You have to
0: get to know them on a personal
1: and athletic level.
0: Yep. Personal and athletic too, guys. We don't mean like figuring out what's going on with, you know, mommy, daddy, all that kind of stuff. Hey, and if you are that coach that's able to get that out of your players, great. But in order to get vulnerabil- vulnerability from your players, you need to be vulnerable to them. You got you to gotta be willing to share the same if that's the case. But personally, guys, it's as simple as, as understanding. Are they someone that likes to go out in general? That question to me, honestly, Thomas, I don't know about you, but that question to me is one of the biggest predetermining factors I can look at and risk modifying factors I can look at to say, okay, buddy here is a great player, but he loves to put it back on Friday, Saturday nights. (laughs) Right there. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. It happens. It happens. At the end of the day, they are their kids and it's tough. They it's I've said this, I've said this all summer long. You're either a hockey player or you play hockey. And us coaches any coach in general knows who's going to bring in each yep. game. And this is why yep. guys get so much ice time and people complain, well, this kid's getting more ice than me. I should be there. This and that. No, you shouldn't be there. You shouldn't be there.
0: You and know, that's it's a tough. Thing. Go ahead. No, I was going to say that's a That's a thing too. It's like, it's like a job. You're not entitled to anything. No, you're not.
1: You're, you're absolutely not. It okay.
0: doesn't matter if it doesn't matter if you were the
1: best hockey player and minor Pee Wee, Adam, Novice, minor Mitch, whatever level it was, if you're not coming back that same player or better, you, you, no one owes you anything. I don't owe you ice time. The
0: coach yeah. doesn't owe you ice time. No, I was going to say too, what do you do when you have a player like that, Thomas? Because I have my tactic coming from a, a, a resiliency part. It's very simple. Like when we got a team, we'll have a coach that says, you know what? You know, Jessica here. She's a, she's a real pain. You know, she thinks she's the best. She thinks she's queen. Knock her down a couple levels. That's that's our bread and butter. But what is it for you? What is it for you as a coach seeing this no mental toughness experience or anything like that? You're just a coach. What do you do with those players? I don't, I wouldn't necessarily suggest that I would um,
1: try to knock them down a level. I would just, I try to set the everything on paper whereas they can see this is what's going on, this is what I see, this is how you're playing. At the end of the day, it's not about just you. Yep. You have other teammates. At the end of the day, it's about the team. Enough about me, me, me. It's we. You're as only as good as the team that surrounds yourself. Like, you know what I'm trying to say? It's the team first. You have to put the team first. If the team plays well, you're going to play well. But one bad link can cost you a game, can cost you a series. And that's just sport in general. I know we all can't be perfect. I get that. I get that. But if you're not all on the same page, like the Pittsburgh Penguins, I know we've talked about them all summer Mm -hmm. long. Yep. How do you think, how do you think a guy like Phil Kessel goes from being the face of the Toronto Maple Leafs, not putting up the numbers, right, that we all want him to. Yeah, he put up good numbers, but he didn't, still didn't bring us to the playoffs, still didn't do all that. But Pittsburgh brings him on board and tells him, take a back seat, play on the third line, just put the puck in. We're going to put all the pressure on Malkin and on Crosby, Latang, and our goaltender. You? Just have fun, love the game again, and play well. And what do you know? One of the best players in the playoffs, two Stanley Cup rings, still puts the puck in the net. You know what I mean? yeah. These athletes have to understand that, yes, even though you're a great player on this team, if you go to a different team, it may not be you. It may That's not true. be you. So you exactly. have to pull your way. You can't just think that you're the best on the team because it doesn't matter if you score, out, score four goals and we lose 5-4. At the end of the day, it's about two points. You want to win. If you, don't, you play for the playoffs. If you don't make the playoffs, you failed. You have failed as a hockey team.
0: Yeah. That's like saying, that's like saying you kind of just play to play. Like, guys, the end, I'm not saying the end result, but I'm saying like the team, the end season goal. We'll call it. Yeah. It's got to be something. You've got to have something like that. And more importantly, coming back to the original topic of the summer, if you guys aren't thinking about the playoffs already and it's summertime, you're five steps behind some of the best players in the league. Absolutely. Everyone's already thinking about playoff hockey. Everybody. And it's not even even September yet. That's what I mean. And I'm not saying you get lost in this train of thought, guys, where – you're not, you know, focusing on the here and now because I'm a big believer in that. But my God, man, have something to friggin' work for. Yeah. Have something to work towards. Have some passion. Have some will to fight for yourself. If you can't yeah. fight for yourself, who's going to fight for you? Guys, it's very simple. You are hockey players. And for some of you that are tuning in that aren't, you're an athlete in general. There's no end goal for you. End goal is retirement. But there's an end season goal. Every damn season, doesn't matter what sport you're in, every sport has a season. What is your end season goal? You should be working at that as soon as one season finishes. That's the mindset. That's the mentality. That's the physical beating you need to give yourself every day to put yourself into that kind of realm. You need to understand, no sport is done until you call it for retirement. Don't think end goal. Think end season goal. What do you want to achieve? And you should be working every damn day to get there. That way, once the season starts, you don't have to think about it. You just, you know you're preparing for it, so your intensity is going to be the same. You know, it's, it's funny, Thomas. I was having this conversation with uh, a couple athletes about consistency. It was about a group of three of them. We were doing like a, a little kind of classroom session type of thing. Yeah. And the big question was, how do you become consistent? Okay? Everyone focuses their efforts in the wrong I guess, area when they look at consistency. Consistency has everything to do with your efforts leading up to the game, not the game itself. You can't, you got to think of it for a sec. Carey Price, for example, when he was going through his crap that year, okay, Carey Price, as much as he started training different ways and whatnot, the overall underlying demeanor was that he put in more work towards the sport. That's how he became consistent. He did consistent efforts, consistent you know, games, consistent recoveries, all that stuff. People don't see, guys, it's as simple as making your bed in the morning and getting up and having a consistent routine. I don't think people understand that. But when it comes no. to consistency this year, it's all about the work you put in.
1: i coming back to You have to be very disciplined to put in that
0: work. Yeah. Even and it starts on the days... Even on the days you feel like shit. Absolutely. Because right. the thing is, if you can perform on days you fe- feel terrible, imagine what you can do on days that you feel great. Imagine what you can yeah. do when everything lines up for you. You know what I mean? It's like, I know it sounds kind of common sense, guys, but sometimes athletes need a common sense talk. It's very simple if you want it to be.
1: Yeah, Absolutely. Very you simple. bring it down, you go You go back to the basics. Everyone, you know, a lot of athletes are, I guess, athletes that come into the gym, they're new. They want to get a feel of the gym, what type of atmosphere I have. And they're comparing, well, we're seeing, you know, Thomas, you have to be honest, we're seeing a few different gyms. We're going to, you know, just, just to make sure you're the right fit, this and that, what do you do different? You know, this gym does this, the other gym does that. And what I say to these people is I don't do anything different. Okay. I make sure my guys are working hard. They're disciplined enough to book in sessions with me and that they want it, that I don't have to chase them. Yeah. And that's what I do. I'm not reinventing the wheel of training. I don't have some special training that I do. I train for their sport. I try to maximize as much air into their lungs as possible so that they have an extra step on the ice. That's it. Yep, that's it. There's no special trick. There's nothing. If you don't put in the effort, the intensity, the hustle, the work, it's, you don't even deserve to be playing the sport. You don't even deserve to be playing on the line that you want to. Yes, everybody wants to be the go-to guy. Sure, we all do. We all do. Everybody wants to be the main guy. Everybody. But having said that, if your actions aren't providing that feedback, don't be sitting here crying and complaining that, oh, I'm not. It doesn't work like that. Even in life in general, not just in sport,
0: yeah, but in the,
1: in the real world too.
0: Yeah. It's with any – It's guys, it's really with any career. It doesn't it matter is. if you're an athlete. It doesn't matter if it you're It
1: truly athlete. is. And I don't
0: know. Have you, have, you, like, if you, have you seen the Rocky movie where he's
1: like Rocky Balboa, Sylvester Sloan says that quote to his son there? The world is a yeah, mean and yeah, dark yeah, place, yeah. and it'll beat you to your knees. Whatever it is, it's, it's so true. It is so
0: true. Yep. And that's where it comes down to it, guys. You know, it's, it's making the most out of the smallest amount of time that you have. That's really what the pros do. Every pro, guys – with the exception of the ones that get knocked out of what, like first round playoffs or don't make the playoffs. Every pro has the same timeline when it comes to their summer off season training. Yep. Like there's not one guy, albeit if you're, unless you're injured or whatever. And it's all that, all of you have the same amount of time to work. It's what you do with that time. That's right. It's getting into the gym. It's doing the right things. It's, it's contacting the right trainers. It's understanding yourself. A lot of you guys don't even go into the season knowing what your strengths and, and, and personal work-ons are, and that's scary because if you don't know what your strengths are, how are you going to be best team player? Because at the end of the day, team sports are all about player A, B, and C being different, and A complements B, B complements C, C complements A. That's just how it works. So if there's one point to start at, guys, if you haven't already, coming into the summer or sorry, into the, into the season and your summer wasn't that great or whatever, just start to know what your strengths and work-ons are. Figure that out at least. If you can do that, it's going to be a lot less painful come game one. Thomas, final question for you coming into this. Um, Biggest, I guess, what's the biggest determiner for who comes, you know, first line, second line, all that kind of stuff for you? What, what's the biggest common factor, if you will, that you look for, the biggest characteristic you look for in a player? The guy,
1: to me, for, the guys that will do anything for the team, that they put the team first. I know, I know I've said this earlier in this podcast, but it's, it's, I need to rely on the guys that aren't worried about, you know, if they pull their goalie, we're protecting a lead. I'm putting on the guys that I know I'm not going to shoot the puck down the ice for a chance to get a goal. I don't need another goal. A 5-4 win, a 2-1 game is a great game for me. Yeah, I want the guys that are going to block shots, get pucks out, grind it out on the boards, do whatever it takes to make sure we win the hockey game. Those are the guys I put out. And if I can't trust, I have to trust these players. If I can't trust somebody, they're not going out there. If yep. I know Johnny, Johnny hockey is going to ice the puck every time he gets, it cause he wants that. He wants that point so that he can uh, be the scoring leader of the league. Well, buddy have a seat in the bench. I don't need that two points. It's all that matters. The team, when you're in a team
0: sport, a team environment, it's all about the team, all yeah. about the team. It's all it comes down to, man. It's very simple you can put your team first and you can play hard, you're going to do something to win. Yeah. That's all it is. All right, guys. Well, that wraps up this episode of the MBF and TK Performance Talk. Um, you can find everything in in the description or our social media, um, websites, podcast episodes, all that. I think this is episode number about five or six. Um, but regardless, guys, weigh in on it. Tell us what you think. Tell us what you liked, what you didn't like, um, where you want us to take this. We got a lot of great ideas, but your ideas obviously will always trump ours. Your interests will um, because we want to provide you guys the best value. So thank you guys all for tuning in, and we will be back uh, next week. We're definitely going to shoot for, right? Awesome. All right, guys. Take care.